This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get amplified. Hello, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham here. I'm super excited to bring you another amazing guest today. So today I'm joined by fellow Canadian, which is unusual, right? A fellow Canadian from the other side of Canada. Uh, she comes all the way from the PEI, a little island on the East Coast. I'm all the way over on the West Coast. So super excited to be bringing another amazing uh, guest interview. Today, we're going to be talking uh, really about, um, it's a behind the scenes interview, behind the mic interview, but also a guest expert interview as well. So she's got some amazing, uh, amazing tools for us to be able to really help us in our podcast. So I'm bringing you today the podcast host from Win the Hour, Win the Day, Chris Ward. She's a marketing entrepreneur, and Chris is the leading authority in building your business by building your team. So she's got a book and a podcast and a philosophy called Win the Hour, Win the Day. I'm super excited to dive into that today. And Chris helps people, entrepreneurs specifically, really mm -hmm. easily double and triple their income uh, and triple their time off. So doubling their income and tripling their time off. I think that's really cool. And after the loss of her husband, Chris turned to a full-time work as a marketing strategist. And what she noticed, which was super cool, I think, was that her business not only survived in her absence, but was thriving. So we're going to dive into how she did that, what that's all about, how we can do that as well. She has been interviewed by one of the original Shark Tanks, or Shark Tanks, one of the original Sharks, Shark from Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington, ABC Secret Millionaire, James Melanchick. She's been featured on award-winning podcasts, radio, and TV shows all throughout North America. And I'm bringing her to you, Amplify You family, today. So welcome, Chris Ward. Thanks for joining us on our show. Oh, thank you, Michelle. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, I'm excited that you're here, too. So I just want to dive right in. I know there's a lot to uncover in what you have okay. to offer today. And I love the idea of um, winning the hour. And, and, you know, I think that's a really, a really win the hour, win the day. I think it's a really cool philosophy. So let's dive in. The, how, how did you come up with that? And and now it's an amazing part of your business, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. So I, as you touched on in the beginning of the intro, um, I'm a marketing strategist. And what happened was my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer and I was pulled away from my business. And, you know, it just one thing led to another and it consumed me, doctor's appointments, surgeries, all this other type of stuff that just, you know, that in itself, take all the emotion out of it. That is a full-time job. And after his death and his passing, I returned to my marketing and I looked and, oh my gosh, my company was still intact. And in fact, it had been growing, which, you know, let's be honest, take all the emotion out of that. I had lost an income and my life was about to change and, you know, all my responsibilities and, you know, all the help I had, I didn't have anymore. Right. So what a state I would have been in had I returned and didn't have a company that would have not been the time for me to try to be charming and get a new career going and things like that. So 
my existing clients, my marketing clients, you know, it, they were unaware of what was going on in my life. They were unaware of my absence. They had no idea because, you know, I did not think it was good for business. So it, it was, you know, I, I don't want to say a secret. It just was not public knowledge. Mm-hmm. So they started asking me more and more questions and they started wanting to work with me under the capacity of, you know, of what I was doing and how I did it. And it really was about, look, if you can win the hour, you can win the day. And too many of us entrepreneurs take on these things, whatever it is, starting a podcast, you can, okay, I want to do this and you dive all in, but there's really no strategy in place and there's no plan. And a big part of that is not having a team. Because for me, the turning point for me was when I realized that you could change you know, your life by simply starting your team. And that was what I realized in hindsight and thank heavens, you know, that I did because my life would have taken a very, I I had enough going on. I didn't need, you know, sort of more bad news. So I started working with these clients and it was amazing. Like they were starting to take real vacations. They could stop doing things they hated. Mm -hmm. You know, they, most of them got within the first month, they got 25 hours back, you know, a week. Um, So they were super excited and they started to be able to get these passion projects out like books and podcasts and stuff like that. And so I thought, you know what, business should be fun. And I believe that your business should support your life and not consume it. So I wanted to help more people because I had a renewed, you know, a renewed awakening of how fragile and short life was. So I said, how can we help more people? So then we wrote the book. I don't always say we, cause it was just me, but <laughs> I had a I lot of voices in my head. <laughs> I was like arguing myself all the time. I was writing this book. So I wrote the book and then, um, you know, I, I guess I always believe in the team philosophy. You know, I, I, my team did pick up slack while I was writing that book. So I wrote the book and then we decided that we would take it online to help more and more people. In fact, we now Right now, we're weeks away from a launch called uh, The Outsourcing Playbook for Busy Entrepreneurs, More Results, Less You. So it really is building into a platform because people keep telling me, um, like I, one lady told me last week, she said, Chris, I, I believe you saved my life. And I, I, that's a bit dramatic, but when you're drowning in your work and you started it because you were passionate about something and now it's just mm-hmm. eating you up. I guess to her, that's what it felt like. Like I, I threw her a lifesaver. So that's how it all started. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I was thinking back to when I owned a fitness studio that I got into it because I loved it. And then it like consumed me and like almost killed me too. I was like, gosh, I can totally relate to that lady that just said you saved your life. Where yeah. were you 10 years ago, Chris? I really needed you. <laughs> so glad that we found you today and how uh, you know, I, I guess my first question really is like, when do we, when do you start having a team? Like when do you start implementing the, that team in place? What's, is there a good time? That's such a great question. And I get that question a lot. Um, You know, when I'm working with my coaching clients in 90 day cycles, they'll often say to me, Chris, I've got these really big dreams, you know, and when do I start uh, with a team? Do I, you know, a few years in or when, you know, where, where do I start? And I'm telling you if boy, oh boy, if you could start day one, day one, it would change your life because I suffered those first few years and went without sleep. And I, by all reports was not that charming to be around because I was exhausted all the time and everything was a rush and a race and I was trying to keep up. And I now call myself a recovering Russiaholic, but you know, boy, oh boy, luckily those things fell into place for me when I made it, made a lot of shifts and, and it was all set up before I was pulled away with John's illness. But you know, day one, uh, I'll tell you my first 
uh, outsourcer, and this was huge. I, I would say it's about eight, nine years ago now. And what would happen is back then, you know, nine years ago, it sounds like when dinosaurs roamed the earth, but I was still going to physical appointments, going to somebody's office, sitting down with them, taking notes, giving them options for packaging, you know, pack- different packages for their marketing strategies and stuff like that. And I would come back and I would promise, I would hold my hand up to the sky and I would promise that I would enter my notes into the client's file right away. But of course I would get busy and every week with certainty, what would happen is Friday afternoon, I would have these notes I didn't enter yet. And, you know, when the client called me back a couple weeks later to, you know, purchase a package for me or do whatever, my notes were not, you know, I thought I was just writing short-term notes till I got back to the office. And then sometimes I was scrambling or guessing what package I gave them, or I couldn't read my writing, the pricing. And if I'd made a mistake, it would look like I'm trying to, you know, get one by on them. But in fact, I just had bad notes, right? Mm -hmm. So what happened to me was, you know, after this suffering and guilt and uh, beating myself up every week that this week was no different than the last eight, I went and got an outsourcer. And what what I was doing was I would leave the meeting and I would sit in my car and for 30 seconds, I would talk into my phone. I would send her the file and she would put it right in the client's notes. The details were clear. They were precise. They were accurate. And I got all of my Friday afternoon back. And then all the guilt I felt all week, you know, beating myself up and it cost me about $12 because she, God love her, only wanted to do transcriptions. And so she only did that. So she was really fast at it. And so some weeks I needed her for an hour, some weeks I needed her none. And so I spent about 12 bucks every second week. So what I would tell you is that Friday afternoon then gave me the opportunity to work on other things to get out. So really, if you're starting your business today, then yesterday was the day to get your first team member. I love that. And I can relate to so many of those things that you're saying. You know, I feel like sometimes we become the bottleneck and as as the entrepreneur and like we have the ideas and and I I can see the value in like having an idea and giving it to someone else to run with that idea would be so ideal, right? So for us podcasters out there, what would you suggest outsourcing I mean, now it's funny we're having this conversation because that's a lot of what my company does is the podcast management stuff, which is we are the people that people outsource to do a lot of the podcast management. But what were some, what are some things that come to your mind when you have a podcast that you would get outsourced like right away? Well, you know, here's the thing. I want to make sure I don't step on any toes. So what is it exactly that you offer your clients for when they buy a package from you? Yeah. So we do everything from the getting the file to getting it uh, published in social media. So it just depends on how big of a package people want. So what we can offer is like literally keep our clients in the, what we pride ourselves on and allowing our clients to stay in the creation mode of creating the podcast, recording. And then after the recording's done, we literally will take the recording from them edit it, put the intros and outros on, publish it to all the platforms, syndicate it out through social media and create some social media content for them as well. So that it's a done for you service, but we have different varying levels of that Mm -hmm. from you do a little, or we do everything and, and it just varies. 
Well, as a good host would give always you an opportunity to share your knowledge to your audience. So <laughs> you're very clear on that. So, or a good guest, not a good host. I have my own podcast. You are a host too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. So now I'm confused whether I'm the host or the guest. Okay. It's okay. So, we can take turns, right? Yeah, we can take turns leading. Um, so what I would tell you is this. You can outsource anything and it could be something as simple as, as getting guests for your show when you're mm-hmm. first doing this saying, okay, look, here's our strategy. And you know, because in my show, we have different, different levels of guests, what I call VIPs, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're coming on my show to people like yourself and myself, where it's like great to have an interesting conversation with a colleague. Mm-hmm. So you know, we have a strategy when we want a VIP and my team takes care of that, but we put things in place and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. So really what I would say to you is, you know, you can outsource absolutely anything if you're clear and you're specific on it. Okay. The biggest mistake that people make, I think off the top is one, they will look, they confuse everything with a VA and they say, okay, well, I need a VA to do social media, edit my videos, all these different things. When in fact, those are three different jobs, but then they get in their head that that would be demanding to supervise three different things. But the editing, you know, let's say of a video that I was doing mm-hmm. to, you know, like I'm just doing a live video and I want to edit it for something else, then, you know, that might be something I, I do a batch of once a month and I need three hours done. So people get this idea of, you know, oh, you need this special person that can do all these things, but that undermines the whole outsourcing thing. That is old school thinking where you think, Mm -hmm. oh, I need to hire someone Ethel for 20 hours a week and I need to give her a desk and pay for overhead. And then, well, I really need her for this, but since she's not going to come in for five hours, then I will bring her in for 15 and we'll find something for her to do the other Mm -hmm. 10. The world is a magical (laughs) place right now and you can get different people. So you could start off like I did outsourcing you know, for one hour a week, but it got me all the Friday afternoons off. So really what we do with our clients uh, when we're working in the coaching programs is we first give them a little bit what I call a, an energy audit. Where's your mm-hmm. energy going? And so many times people think they're the only ones that can do this mm-hmm. or that this requires some special skill set. And there's so much pre and post work to what people do that even if you do have this specific skill set, there's prep and post work that other people can set up for you. So that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And then I think the second thing I would tell you is too many people say, oh, okay, Chris, you know, I heard you, you're right. I went off, I Mm -hmm. hired somebody and it didn't work. But Mm -hmm. what I would tell you is you, you had no strategy, you had no experience. It would be like my tax, my accountant saying to me, you know, Chris, you need a different tax strategy. And then I come back a few months later and say, well, that didn't work. And she's like, what do you know about that? Right. (laughs) So people think that going out and hiring their first person, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, oh, when it doesn't work out, they say, well, the economy or kids these days, or, or my job is different. Well, you had no blueprint. And that's why we created the outsourcing playbook for entrepreneurs is, it is super easy to do and it's very easy to leverage your team and your success, you know, easily and affordably. That's it's it's a really win-win-win situation, but you have to have a plan. Mm-hmm. I love that. And what would you say to people that are like, I don't want to manage people? Like that's not, I don't feel like that's something that I could do. Like, I know like entrepreneurs are very vision oriented. Yes. And then, you know, and they or they're like in the doing of the things. So like then there's this middle ground of managing people. So well, what what are some suggestions around the management side of things? 
You know, that is an amazing question. We get that one all the time at our website, you know, www.winthehourwintheday.com. I would say that's probably the number one question we get. And what I would say to you is you're a little further down the road, right? Mm -hmm. Managing. So when I gave you the example of, you know, having that transcriptionist, I didn't have to manage her. I used her Mm -hmm. and I got her like every couple of weeks in for an hour, depending on how many meetings I had. And that freed up Friday afternoon. So then all of a sudden I started to get more projects out and I'm like, Hmm, you know who else I need help with? So, so all of a sudden the success bred success. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we say managing, we're thinking again, old school stuff where I'm in a right. desk and I've got six employees with desks in front of me, okay. but you, you never have to surpass what you can manage. And I'll tell you, for example, like one of the things we teach is when you have a really strong VA, my VA does a lot of the hiring for me for projects mm-hmm. or the ones that she's less skilled at, she will narrow down the talent pool and then we'll pick from her top three. Mm-hmm. So she manages the team. And she also hires new people, right? So you can really put things in play really quickly and easily, Mm -hmm. but the managing is, here's a funny story. It kind of reminds me of years ago when I was working way too much, I was running around like a crazy person, eating junk food as you drive. Because when you're rushing around, you never eat salad, right? Mm -hmm. So I said to my husband, oh my gosh, I put on weight. This is crazy. I just need you to know. I am going to be watching what I eat. I need to get this together, whatever. I just want him to know, like, don't bring me home treats, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I like how you look. I don't want you looking like a boy, like losing so much weight, you look like a boy. And I said to him, when I start dropping so much weight that I look like a little boy, I will accept your intervention. But so far <laughs> in my entire life that that has not happened. <laughs> like, I think we're worried about a problem we do not have. <laughs> so... Right now, I appreciate the fact that you think I can do anything, but that's not a problem we have. So what I would say to you is that's not a problem you have right now managing your team. Mm -hmm. You get somebody to come in and Mm -hmm. they relieve you and you just feel the freedom like you've never felt before. And all of a sudden you got this extra 25 hours a week, which is our average. Then you know what? You won't care that you've got two people that you check in with twice a week. It just won't matter. Hmm. Yeah, that freedom will be way more worth the while. But yeah, that's awesome. You'd be completing too many projects to worry about the managing. <laughs> the managing is an old school mentality from an office employee setting. Mm-hmm. That's not how it's, it's really not the predominant characteristic when you're outsourcing. Yeah. And just to give an example in our team too, I mean, each of our team members have their own businesses. So they're like invested in in the business and, you know, they're invested in managing clients themselves because that's their business as well. So he's kind of bred a really nice way of they are self-managed. So it's not something that's like on me as the owner to have to like, make sure they're doing all their job because they do their job because it's their job. It's their business too. Right. So they're invested in it as a, as a team. So that's awesome. That's really a powerful thing with that, like having that extra time back in your life to do the things that you want to do and do the things that you, you know, need to get done. What are some things that you did when you finally found that extra freedom? What were the things that you found that was, um, you know, the things that you were not able to get to when you were so bogged down with so much stuff? Yeah, those are some great questions. And I just want to go back to and point out like 
there's strategies in place when you hire people, when you train them. And, mm-hmm. it, and we teach that as well in our course. And because one of the things I would say to people as well is let's say, for example, I don't know, I was getting a newsletter out on Thursday. Mm-hmm. My tra- team is trained that if I'm the one that's the, given the final audit of that newsletter, mm-hmm. and let's say we're missing a picture or something, and they'll be like, Chris, we need that picture from you at that event, blah, blah, blah. If Thursday comes and goes and the newsletter didn't get out, Mm-hmm. nobody gets to say, but Chris, we asked you for that picture and you didn't give it to us. So we didn't send it out. The team is set up that until I raise my hands and say, for the, uh, for the love of heavens, please stop asking me. It's not going out this week. I've got, you know, I'm in the hospital. Stop bothering me. Mm-hmm. Then it's their job to manage me, not me to manage them. That's mm-hmm. how we yeah. build teams. You are supposed to be taking care of me I'm not supposed to be running around watching you. So too often people get this parental mindset and that's just because they've had bad employee relationships before where they were managed like a parental unit, like they were the child (laughs) and they were the parent. And so then you don't know any other way when you're building a team. So what I would tell you is my team watches my back Mm -hmm. and they filter information to me and make sure I don't miss deadlines. That's how it's set up. So that's very different than that whole old school of managing. Makes sense. Mm, Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Yeah. Really Um, powerful because I think that's, you know, (laughs) this is a new world, the virtual, virtual things and managing, you know, people outsourcing to people, right. That's not a traditional role of like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And so that's the thing is when you are not working, chasing, being choked by the day-to-day grind of your business, mm-hmm. then, you know, there is always something that you want to get to the next level. And I have that to, people whisper that to me all the time. Like they've got mm-hmm. these big dreams and they'll be like, you know, Chris, I, I know I'm really good at this and I want to be appreciative and I make a good living on that. But what I really want to do is I want to start having a bigger impact on my audience. I want to be a thought leader. I want to have a podcast. I want to write a book. I want to be running these masterminds. I want to be doing these things. And what's really frustrating is those dreams just keep getting moved further and further back. Mm -hmm. So when you're, you know, when you start building your team, then you can start allotting, like I said, there was Friday afternoon. So I could say, oh my gosh, that's when I start working on these ambitious projects that I can count on. Mm. And so when you look around and you see somebody where you have professional envy and you think, how are they getting all this stuff done? You know, they have a team. (laughs) That's <laughs> yeah. And I really, going back to what you said about setting up the team properly. So they're managing you and you're not managing them. Yeah. I just wanted to reiterate that point because I think that happens. And then I think that's in our, our mental mindset as well too, is that, that we think that we have to manage them. And, and if we're hiring properly and correctly, then they're managing us and filtering stuff to us. And as, as we're talking about this, I was just thinking about, Oh, something else I need something to do for me. I was just like, it was just coming up with something as you were saying that I was like, Oh, one of the things that happens all the time is I get these forms that I've got to fill out to be speaker on different summits yeah. or on different, um, uh, podcasts and all these things, but they're basically the same questions and all these forms. Yes. And I'm just looking at my desktop right now as we're recording, I have like six of them sitting right there waiting for me to fill out. And I am like, I don't know when I'm going to get these filled out, but this is something I need to give to my team to do. <laughs> they're capable of taking my information and putting it onto those yeah. forms because <laughs> they have all the information already. It's just finding it in one place and putting it all there. 
And so. you know, absolutely. <laughs> we teach that. So like, you're right. The team managing me is something that we worked really hard on over the last eight years with myself and my clients. So it's not, it's not just a, you know, a simple mindset. There's tactics in play that we teach in the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. And what I would say to you is, yes, you don't realize how many times you do stuff that you think is your voice, but it's redundant. So mm-hmm. that, that's a great example. Cause like right now, there's starting to be a little bit of bubble, you know, on social media coming up about our program. So people ask me questions and then I'll respond. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I then take my responses. So it might be, that's a great question. Here's what's different about the course. That's a great question. Uh, Here's when we're launching it. And then there might be a little blurb about more details. So I copy and paste those and put them on a Google Docs. Mm -hmm. So then my social media assistant, if I'm not around and she sees different things, people ask me questions, she's already got my answers because Mm -hmm. I'm just copying and pasting them. Mm -hmm. So what I would tell you is you could just do a 30 second video loom, Mm -hmm. answer those questions, tell them to start a Google Docs. And now they have, because the reality is you could be on a thousand podcasts, nine out of 10 questions are going to be the same. There might be the odd one that's different. So then you would have a formula that you'd say, here's the four steps to doing this. Here's the Google Docs. You've got it all. Fill them out. I only do interviews on whatever days. You're done. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Yep, check. That one's going out the door after this interview. (laughs) That's great. I love it. Um, Any other, where do you find people to um, outsource to? Or do you have any favorite places that you look for team members and and people for your business, for your that clients' businesses? That is another really great question. And that's the one where people get a little too excited, enthusiastic, and they'll hear of something like, oh my gosh, I heard of Upwork. So that's the place to go. I heard of Fiverr. And it's really like shopping for anything. Like, you know, um, you, you don't go, to, you, you can get toilet paper at one store like Walmart, but it, can you get pants there? Yes. Should you wear them to a wedding? Maybe not. Right. So, <laughs> so what I would say to you is, you know, you, what happens too often is people find one platform and they think, oh my gosh, this is great. And then they have, you know, they strike gold in one area, but then it starts to not be as effective. And they think, oh, I just got lucky or something. Mm -hmm. There's different platforms, I would tell you, uh, and that's in the program as well. There's very different platforms depending on your needs, right? Mm -hmm. So there's some that are really great for VAs, uh, you know, and they each have different pluses and minuses and different packages Mm -hmm. and different ways that you get paid and they get paid. So there's a plus and minus to everything, but there's some that are very specific for VA. Some are very specific for graphic designers, Mm -hmm. you know, Fiverr is great for one-offs kind of stuff. Upwork's great for things that are a little bit more specific, like maybe a video editor or something. And then online Philippine jobs, they're really great for VAs. Mind you, it's a monthly subscription but you can just cancel it then and that's fine, but they're not taking things off the top where other platforms want to get an ongoing fee, a right. percentage of that fee, whether you have them for years or not. So that's all in the course as well um, because it is a place that people uh, and get lost and there's always new platforms coming up. Mm-hmm. So you really want to know those platforms. So again, it's like mm-hmm. buying toilet paper at a gas station. Like, yeah, they right. sell it, but it's not the best toilet paper and you're overpaying, right? Yeah. And everyone, you talk to anyone, they've all got a different story of one of those platforms or another where there was a good thing or a bad yeah. thing or, you know, uh, yeah. you know, it's kind of crazy. I'm sure there's lots of, lots of more that goes into that, where yeah. to look and where not to look. And yeah, especially on the specifics of what you're looking for too, right? Um, yeah, all of our team is North American based too. So, you know, pay a little bit more for that. But 
you know, we're in the same, same time zone, which I like. So that's also something, yeah. you know, and maybe consider time zones and stuff when you're working with teams, but yeah, interesting. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your course. What, who is it for? Who, what, what kind of other things they learn in it? Sounds like it's got some really great, uh, really great stuff in it and takes you through like being an overwhelmed <laughs> out of control entrepreneur to like being able to hire a team and get some freedom back in your life. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for asking. So really what we, the, some of the modules are how to hire the perfect person, the training toolkit, the dream accelerator, momentum magic, talent tracker, you know, just all kinds of how to keep your team trim, lightning, uh, lighting, lightning, lightning. I can't talk your load. <laughs> Why don't we all pay attention while I sound out words? <laughs> you know, the meeting minimizer, there's all kinds of different things to just show that this it's rinse and repeat that once you learn these strategies, mm -hmm. then you are like independent for years to come. And so the goal is to keep the, tr uh, the team trim and lean and really working so that it works for you. So we're talking about, you might have a team of three or five people, you know, even five years down the road, but it's just humming like, like a Ferrari. So instead of having a car or a beater, you've got a Ferrari <laughs> and it will just take, take you where you want to go. So it really is, uh, you know, I, I just think, I just think your business, it really should be fun. And I think that when you're working mm -hmm. to me, work means when one requires knowledge, you clearly need more help or you need a team. And, and to me, team is like together, everyone amplifies money. So mm -hmm. it's just, it, it doesn't have to be this hard and, and you've got all these exciting ideas in your head. Let's just mm -hmm. get them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I talked to so many entrepreneurs that have this like okay, when this gets done or when I can get through this yes. part, then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. And like, stop having that dream list, just do them. Because <laughs> right? the reality is, if you're in business, the whole goal is to get more business. Mm -hmm. In theory, I guess, to be busier. So you have this false sense that you're always waiting for this next thing to get by before you can do that thing you really want to do. But in fact, you're just going to get busier and have less time because you're going to be more tired a year from now and still mm -hmm. not have it done. So, <laughs> so yeah, the waiting for when that gets done, when you hear yourself say that more than once, I promise you once <laughs> yeah. you'll be saying it a hundred times. So just stop and, yeah. and do it this way. It's easier. Yeah, that's awesome. And so Chris, tell us a little bit about your podcast before we let you go. Oh, well, thank you so much. Well, my podcast, Win the Hour, Win the Day is more general business. And it's really just about how to get to your next win now. And mm -hmm. what I call a win is, okay, what is next? It means, oh, great. We accomplished that. So what's next, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just general conversations with all kinds of thought leaders and different things. It could be anything from marketing, social media, or whatever I find. Today, we did one on how important sleep is and some sleep, sleep tips. So yeah, it's just uh, how to get to your next win now. Mm, I like that. And you're on Apple, Apple podcasts and Google and all of the above. All, so we can find you there. All the okay. fun places that they can find your amazing podcast. They can find mine. Awesome. So win the hour, win the day guys, make sure you go check out Chris's podcast, leave our great review. And uh, that's super awesome. So Chris, anything else, any last bit of advice before we let you go for our eager podcasters out there that are looking at this podcast and going, yeah, it's a lot of work or uh, I, I want to do this, but I need to get the rest of my business in order first. It's the podcast is my passion project. <laughs> what should they be doing first? I just, I've had great fun doing my podcast. I've got to meet amazing people like yourself. So I just think, you know, like that old saying goes, what's the best time to start something? It was 10 years ago or today. <laughs> so just get to it. Yeah. 
Awesome. I love it. And you have a free gift, I believe, for our audience too. We do. Check it out. Free gift from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. In fact, if you go there, it's like a little bit of a, uh, a treasure box. There's a number of free giveaways there, at awesome. least nine stuff that we still charge for. So check it out. Free gift from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, Chris, for being with us today. Thank you for sharing your knowledge about outsourcing and really just uh, giving me also the kick in the pants that I need to do some more outsourcing within the stuff that I still do on my team (laughs) and like filling out these application forms. (laughs) So thank you so much for your incredible knowledge today. It's been great having you as a guest and I look forward to having you back again sometime. Oh, thank you so much. There's nothing more precious someone can give you than their time. So I appreciate that. Awesome. Well, have a great day. And guys, make sure you check out Chris's podcast, Win the Hour, Win the Day, and everywhere you can find podcasts. And check out where you find your course. Chris, where can we find it? Oh, you know what? Coming soon from Chris.com. Awesome. And then don't forget to go to freegiftfromchris.com as well. Okay, guys, have a great day. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.